Transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm your host of Raider Cop Podcast. You're listening to episode 133, Despicable Negative Nancy. That's right, Despicable Negative Nancy. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, you can. You can just go to RaiderCopNation.com, and there... As you scroll down, our icons, our social icons should pop up and you can go ahead and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And we also will continue our uh, Test Everything 1521 episodes and we encourage you to continue listening to that. Uh, We load them. We try to load them on Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays. We kind of move it around a little, but they will come on after our regular scheduled program on Raider Cup Podcast. And, uh, of course, as a reminder, whatever we read here in the Word of the Week, that same week we explain what we read. So it kind of gels and goes together. A lot happening in the media, and uh, I want to go through the media uh, but uh, so I'll just do that real quick. Ready? Here we go. Coronavirus, 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 and hold on. Let's turn the page there. Okay. Coronavirus. So that's it. That's all that's in the media. Coronavirus. Nothing else. So since we don't have much to talk about other than coronavirus. And we are going to talk a whole lot about negative, despicable, negative Nancy. Let's uh, let's bring the word of the week to give a little bit of clear understanding before we go to the wacky world of the Democrats. <laughs> Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse 15. Why do you cry about your affliction? Your sorrow is incurable. Because of the multitude of your iniquities, because your sin has increased, I have done these things to you. Therefore, 
All those who devour you shall be devoured, and all your adversities, every one of them shall go into captivity. Those who plunder you shall become plunder, and all who prey upon you I will make a prey. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion. No one seeks her. As always, Test Everything 1521, you can hear more on this verse in Jeremiah chapter 30, starting at verse 15, and we'll explain more of what we read. But it does go quite hand in hand with coronavirus. Yep, coronavirus, that's all you hear in the media. It's constant, it's continuous, it's annoying. And you really have to get out and you have to kind of really find yourself because you can get lost in that coronavirus mist and get a little crazy. Yep, sure can. So, of course, uh, today's episode, Despicable Negative Nancy, rose to the occasion a level of stupidity that we have never seen. More deplorable, sinister than any horror movie in America to show us how despicable and evil she could be. She came up with a whole list of craziness to add to the coronavirus bill, raising it up to $2.5 trillion. Money's not an object. We just print it out. So we are going to talk about despicable negative Nancy and the Democratic wackos. But it is so important for us to keep our equilibrium and not get dizzy and you want to fall because the excessive coronavirus syndrome on the media can get excessive. Recently, as of today, I had the pleasure of going to our Twitter account, Raider Cop Nation, on Twitter, and I posted 20 cities, 20 cities that have done mandatory lockdowns, all Democratic mayors. And uh, we also looked at some states that are banning guns at a seven at a, yes, at a seven um, states, one was a make-believe Republican, six Democrats. So is it really that the Democrats are trying to have everybody sit at home? I'm not sure. But the evidence is starting to point in that direction. Of course, they've got you scared under your pillow talking about coronavirus. That's all you hear in the media. But I would keep a special eye out because I might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I can tell you one thing. 
I don't know how coronavirus and guns are the same thing. But the Democrats do. So, time to get the clowns to explain what we are saying. Episode 133, Despicable Negative Nancy has reached the level of on Raider Cop Podcast and becoming our 133rd episode. When you thought that they could not get any worse, there was Negative Nancy. Miss Pelosi, who is Catholic, quoted Pope Francis as his prayer to enlighten those responsible for the common good. She's quoting the Pope. I don't know which one's worse. Despicable Nancy or the Pope. But that's who they are. Let me tell you a little bit about the wacky list ahead. And I did go over this at 132, but uh, we'll take the opportunity. Uh, we'll start off with the uh, Republicans and what they were asking for in the coronavirus uh, bill. Uh, $1,200 per person cash infusion, uh, 2400 uh, for a couple, 500 per child, $250 billion unemployment insurance, $350 billion small business loan program, 100 billion hospital, 11 billion vaccines, 4.5 billion on CDC, 20 billion for veteran health care, 12 billion for K-12 education, 5 billion for FEMA, and 10 billion for the airport. The Democrats and Nancy flew in on her broom from San Francisco, Osico, to present this in the Senate chambers. Here we go. Number one, corporate pay statistics by race and race statistics for all corporation boards and companies receiving assistance. Number two, bail out all current debt of the Postal Service. That's right. We're going to bail out the Postal Service. Number three, required early voting. What that has to do with the coronavirus, don't know, but it's there. Number four, required same-day voter registration. Don't know what that has to do with coronavirus either, but it's there. Number five, 10K write-off for each person with a student loan. So free, free, free. The Bernie disease continues. Number six. For companies accepting assistance, one-third of the board members must be chosen by 
workers. Number seven, provision on official time for union collective bargaining. Number eight, full offset of airline admissions by 2025. Yeah, the phony global warming crap. Number nine, greenhouse gas statistics for individual flights. Number 10, retirement plans for community newspaper employees. Yep, sure does. Says it right there. Number 11, $15 an hour wage at companies receiving assistance. $15 an hour. They've been going pretty good with that. What, about seven years now I've been saying $15 an hour? Number 12, permanent paid leave at companies receiving assistance. Now, we're not really going to get into the weeds with they got this, they did that. I want to specifically talk about how deplorable we can go that in the time that Americans need help the most, the infusion of the $2 trillion not only is for the economy, it's for the people that are hurting. As you know, a lot of people, when the pandemic was started, the media started with their screaming and hollering, ran to supermarkets and stole everyone's toilet paper, and you couldn't find any supplies, excess of everything. Well, a lot of people now have been sitting on the couch for about 14 days. Some places say, no, 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 wait a minute, we're going to put a local quarantine procedure now. You can sit on the couch for another two weeks. And while you're sitting on the couch, you're not making any money. And if you're not making any money, it's going to hard, real hard to pay bills. But the media is there to be a constant tick. 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 Right on your rear end. To remind you of the fact that the coronavirus is going to get you. It's like Jason in the horror movie, right? Standing outside your window, lurking, waiting for you to come on out so he can get you. Of course, it is a terrible thing, and we're not making any fun of it. We should be prudent. You should wash your hands. You should take tremendous amounts of precaution, but you shouldn't live in fear either. Now, I'm not really here to blame the government for doing what it's doing, but the magnitude that it's doing it in. And I've noticed uh, just today, as I might have mentioned earlier, I posted on Twitter, Raider Cop Nation, that's our Twitter handle, 20 cities that have gone to quarantine mode lockdown quarantine mode and 20 Democratic mayors. So it alarms me how this is being used. Los Angeles, more specifically, went into quarantine and the sheriff of Los Angeles, Villanueva, decided that firearms were not essential and came up with some cockamamie reason why 
he believes that we shouldn't have any firearms during this uh, period in in our lives in Los Angeles. And these kind of things are like just flying through the wind. No one's really fighting it. No one's really doing much about it because a lot of Americans are too busy listening to the news media telling you that Jason is outside your window ready to get you and you need to be prepared and scared. So you're not really noticing that they're picking your pocket on the other end and picking it pretty good they are. Yeah, yeah, they sure are. So the sheriff of Los Angeles, Villanueva, comes out and starts babbling about new gun owners versus experienced gun owners and why the two in confined quarters would equal a disaster. Now, I didn't know that... Um, the sheriff of Los Angeles, Villanueva, was a part of the Second Amendment writing when our fearless leaders, uh, our founders, created it. They had Villanueva there for his interpretation. And at that time, he probably told them, listen, experienced gun owners with non-experience, I would have to go for restriction of rights. You know, those non-people really getting away. And like nothing, it, like putting mayonnaise on a sandwich, nobody said a word, and all gun shops in Los Angeles now are just clicking away the front door and locking them all up. And that's the way it works. But now you have to ask yourself the question, how far is far? Are they playing on your emotions? On your fears? Are they scaring you? Hmm, I would say so. I mean, quote the sheriff of Los Angeles. He says, but uh, wait, first he talks about he's a Second Amendment proponent and he owns guns and he's a cop. I, I would hope he owned a gun and blah, blah, blah. But then he goes, but now you have the mixture of people that are not formerly gun owners and you have a lot more people at home and anytime you introduce a firearm in a home from what I understand from the CDC studies it increases fourfold the chances that someone is going to get shot self-appointed ruler he is he said that He's an expert at it. So he's saving millions of Los Angeles, Los Angeles people from shooting themselves with inexperienced versus experienced shooters. This guy's a brain surgeon. Goes right through everybody. Nobody really cares because that's the way it is but unfortunately in Los Angeles as bad as it is they are people that are right wing they're not left wing and they want their gun and guess what according to the sheriff you're not going to get it scary times and we can look at more issues but let's get back to our sinister deployable 
deplorable, Negative Nancy. Negative Nancy has gotten worse as she goes along. Of course, we remember the State of the Union with the, the face and the, and the look like she's chewing gum and uh, ripping up speeches and talking to herself and babbling. And nobody said anything. You know, it's, it's uh, negative Nancy. And now she shows up on a Sunday when the Senate is considering the bill, flies in from San Francisco on her broom with a wish list from here to eternity with all kinds of wackiness on it. And uh, really, it was an overreach. Of course, they continue to negotiate. And as I am doing this episode today, which is uh, February 26th into to the 27th we're heading, the 27th, um, did I say February? Jesus, I'm not, I'm not bad. March uh, 27th is the vote that they're going to hold for the coronavirus. And it was a it's a voice vote, which basically means all in favor, aye, all opposed, the ayes have it. But apparently there's some Republican uh, whatever that says, no, I think I'm going to motion for uh, a vocal count, you know, by state, one by one. So these representatives are hauling tail to get back to Washington now because they're out of place, as usual. I've never seen so many misfits representing people. They can do nothing right. They are sinister in behavior. They are elitist. They believe, for example, when we talk about uh, the famous Obamacare and health-wise, health um, care, they're not a part of that. They, they don't have that. They have their own private little thing going. So whatever ruling that comes down from the ivory tower to the regular common folk do not apply to them. That in itself should be a warning shot. And I think Americans for so long have known there's a, a tad of corruption, but they have tolerated it. Many of the political leaders of the early good good times that we had in the 1950s and 60s and so forth, those political people always had an agenda. Although they might have been corrupt, but they had an agenda. Their agenda could have been uh, for returning war veterans in the Second World War or for the elderly. And they always stuck to script. That was their signature card. And although they might have been picking up envelopes underneath the desk, they always went for their signature card. And you knew them by that signature card. Today, these politicians have no signature card. 
there are a bunch of thugs running around hallways trying to invoke fear and manipulate to pick your pocket and my pocket. So Negative Nancy saw this as a fit time to come up with the laundry list that they know they could never get past the Senate. And we're going to ram it down their throats because Americans are in need. Now, as I said, I'm not going to bore you with the statistics and, and, and the let's go down this list and that list and she got this and she didn't get that. That's not the point of this episode. The point of this episode is that you are such a mental midget in being the despicable negative Nancy to do this. And Chuck Schumer with his, uh, the old man glasses, uh, he looks like he's always reading something, but he's not reading something. He's, these people come out of central casting and stupidity. And they're acting like they're defending the common man when they're, they're coming up with nonsense. You know, X amount of millions of dollars, for, I think $50 million for NPR, National Public Radio. Are you kidding? You might as well call that communist radio. Uh, uh, the Kennedy Center, $25 million, whatever the hell that is. But I know I'm not a part of it. So a lot of the stuff in the gravy train had nothing to do with the coronavirus. And as I said in episode 132, we as Americans need to start demanding through our political parties into our representatives and so forth and moving forward saying when we have emergencies like this in the country, we want to vote on the emergency, not all this other crap. Well, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that because special rule that bull crap, you can do whatever the people tell you you can do. And it's time that we start speaking with one voice and when it's time we start really talking about what's going on. Look, I don't want nobody else uh, to contract coronavirus. It must be horrible to basically die feeling like you're drowning. And I hope they find a cure for this quickly. But what I do know is us being afraid continuously because of this is what our enemies want us to do. So we can't do that. I would wish no one dies as a result of this, but they will. People will die from the flu. They'll die from car accidents. They'll die of many reasons. So as horrible as this is, I believe that this country has the ability to come up with vaccines and so forth. But it's such a troubled time. We have the Hatfields against the McCoys. You don't know. Recently, I read that the governors of Nevada and New York do not want the so-called medicine that the president's advocating for. They want to go with something else. Constantly resisting. That's what I'm afraid of. And that resistance, there is no vaccine. Because ultimately, for a lot of people, and I'm not mentioning any particular party, I'm just saying people in general might want 
the pandemic to be bigger. It's good for media ratings. So when we look at the behavior, there's, you know, when you're growing up as a kid, there's, there's a time and a place for everything. You don't go to a funeral and high-five people in, in joyous event, like it's a joyous event. You don't go to a wedding and act like you're at a funeral. So there's decorum. And here, the decorum has literally gone out the window, and all we're doing now is just doing whatever we want. And that's what I really regard as uh, scary and the sinister behavior is just getting to an all-time high. Now, desperate people do desperate things in the Democratic Party is definitely indicating that they're desperate. I believe that <clears throat> their front runner is senile. I believe he's a buffoon, but that's my humble opinion. And I'm sure I'll have people hate me because I have an opinion. And they're at a loss if they continue at the rate they're going. So an issue like the pandemic, hey, kind of slows things down. Did they create it? I don't think so. But are they manipulating? I think so. And I think they are moving it more and more the goalpost towards the political. When you start to see a pattern of Democratic mayors locking down cities and you look at the data of infection in, in versus other areas, you kind of try to figure out why are we locked up? Why are we locked up? As I said in episode 132, I repeat today in 133, we've got to cut this locking down things. It's uh, bending towards the constitutional provisions too many times. And there should be a standard of doing these things through the office of the governor, maybe through the court system. But I'm really troubled with this maniac mayors that are just doing it and uh, don't be fooled not for a second folks this is a practice run for the Dems when they get their uh, magnificent leader in office and they control a good portion of the corruption in the swamp they're going for the gusto this is why they're mixing apples and oranges and guns. They're mixing guns into the play. So they're more aggressive than ever, but they're more stupid than ever too because they're really indicating what they're doing. No element of surprise, we'll say. So for us that are the patriots, we know what we should do. We see the behavior on television. They don't be afraid to post on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever social platform you use, and say, this is baloney, I don't like it. I think more and more people become outspoken, maybe through social media, maybe grabbing a microphone and 
telling it as you see it, posting things on Facebook, whatever. Well, a face, well, that uh, video feed they have on Facebook too. Do what you think you need to do. Get that voice out there and start becoming concerned with your civil liberties, especially when the threat doesn't really uh, amount to some of these civil liberties they're taking, like gun rights. I don't get how one correlates to the other, but they do in their wacky world. Nancy is by far not over with. She is a very sinister person, very uh, dangerous person, that they work with an agenda. There's no secret how they work. What we as regular Americans don't understand, why would you do this? Or the other question that comes, that has always arisen is, who would do such a thing? And the answer would be a monster. So you fill in the blanks of who that monster is. Episode 133 is not to criticize what they ask for. We know they're lunatics. So what do you think they ask for? You go to, you go to the um, insane asylum and you tell the mentally ill, write down five things you want to see. Don't think the list is going to be good. So it's the same thing with the Dems. So we knew it was going to be full of crap what they were going to write on a piece of paper. But to have the chutzpah that show up in times of need is basically pissing on everybody's parade and saying, we don't care about you. We don't see you. And we, as Americans, need to be seen. So, episode 133 is an alert. It's an alert about the bad, despicable behavior of negative Nancy again. Will she be voted out of her district in California? No way. They all think like she does. But she doesn't have to have that power of Speaker of the House. So we need to take the House back. That cause effort, bold speech. Don't allow these leftists that if you know if you have a different opinion of theirs and you start to make sense in the conversation, they tell you you're a racist. You call me whatever you want to call me. That's your opinion. What I do know is you're not going to pick my pocket and you're not going to turn my country into a Cuba or a Venezuela. And speaking of Venezuela, it's happened to report that the United States Justice Department has indicted uh, President Madudo for, uh, I can't remember, eight, eight, eight uh, tons, uh, tegatons or whatever of uh, dope that went out of uh, Venezuela's coast. So he's cooked. So he can maybe get together with Norega and they can talk about accommodations and how they work when he gets over to the prison system. But his doom is near. His doom is near. The president continues to move with his agenda regardless of what comes after. 
So a lot of people are now complaining and saying, well, he wants to open up the government. He wants to open up everything in the world on Easter. Which he really said, I would like to. Big difference. And I think that would be a great idea too. Now, of course, it's by statistics and it's by locations. Hotspots don't get, but places that are not hotspots should be on all cylinders supporting those areas that are in a couple of cylinders to, to exist. So we, we need to start getting that going and, and, and so forth. My biggest concern today on this episode is the sinister behavior of the Democrats. And I plead today to those people that have regarded themselves as Democrats and continue maybe today saying, well, I'm a loyal Democrat, regardless. I know a lot of friends I have that have been impacted by the Democratic Party because they also feel that it is personal to them because they were happy when the first black president entered, not once but twice. And so they feel that that's their party. And I'm not here to rain on that parade either. More power to you. I'm here to, do you support the party that wants to kill babies on the ninth month? Do you actually believe in this global warming nonsense that you want to waste gazillions are you into the act of abortion and then call yourself a Christian on the other end these are all personal things there's no right or wrong answer here but what I'm trying to get at is once you answer all these questions if you're aligned just like negative, despicable negative Nancy, you're, a, you're at home. Make yourself comfortable. Welcome. But if you're at odds with what they believe they're pushing and they're testifying for, you're still there. My uncle that passed away came from Cuba had a saying he used to tell a lot of the Cubans and my uncle was a, a well-to-do in the political scene in Miami we'll say and he was influential and he would basically um, come across Marilitos or Banceros that's what they would call the Cubans that were new arrivals on the Shores, they would show up on tires and so forth. A lot of them were riffraffed. But they were always big on opinions and public speeches and bold. My uncle would always interrupt him and go, if you don't mind me asking, when did you come here? How long have you been here? And when they would answer, he would say, wow, sure did take you a long time to get here. In other words, you must have been comfortable in the communist regime that you finally got over here. We need to pay attention closely of how they speak and what they speak because our civil liberties are at risk. 
Negative Nancy, despicable negative Nancy will never change. But I wouldn't support her either for the good of the cause. So, what's up next? Well, we have, I, I, you know, or, um, thinking 132, I discussed the new agenda and, you know, what shows we're going to come up. We did a little changing because some of these things are happening live, you know, like, and I don't want to come up with a, uh, a show about the pandemic in August. You know, it, it, and, and I want to talk about negative Nancy now, not next month. So we kind of uh, interrupted that. But next month we have, and uh, that's uh, not, not next week, I'm sorry, April 8th, the Homeless New Home Insurance Plan. And we're going to talk about how these, a lot of them Democratic cities are making money off the homeless. Here's uh, something that concerns me, and I'll end with this. A lot of politicians, both sides of the aisle, talking about pandemic, 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 coronavirus came from China, from China it came from. And while they're speaking and talking and, and babbling, they talk about confining people, quarantining them in their homes 14 days. So you... Joe Citizen or Mary Citizen are confined to your home for your own good now. But then we have the homeless roaming around the streets and they're free to go wherever they want. But where's the compassion for the homeless? It doesn't exist. So that should be alarming. All right, so our uh, song of the week, you know, we're starting to play the song of the week. We had Kenny Rogers with Lady on 132, and that was dedicated to a good friend of mine. And uh, so this week, we are coming up with something a little bit different, and we're bringing in Carlos Santana with Black Magic Woman. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be your host on Radio Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, for your community, and most importantly, for the agencies that serve you. And your country needs you to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out.
1322. 